Welcome back. It is January 22, and I thought this would be a good podcast for us to kind of get started with or to unpack or talk about a little bit more. And the question at the center, uh, uh, pun, of today's podcast is really what is your center, right? Uh, When you get a sense of who you are, what your mission is, what your passion is, where you're hoping to go, you need to get a sense of what is your vision and what is your values, And then like really coming to a sense of understanding, like building our self-awareness. And as long as we're really guided by good principles that give us a sense of where we want to go and what we want to do and that that's grounded in positive universal truths like justice and truth and honesty and love and care and things like this, it will help us direct our sense of talents and give us a sense of where we can make meaningful contributions for others. Um, And so what we want to do is really like look at what we desire and look at like what really matters to us. But to do so, we have to take a second and really consider what is our center? Like what's where are we centered and what helps with things? Right. So um, sometimes these things are values and sometimes these values give you a sense of like what you're looking for. So sometimes like. Getting a sense of knowing what your values are, what your principles are, really can help with some of that stuff. So, for example, you might be really anchored or grounded in a sense of security, right? Uh, Security can give you a sense of, like, worth. Uh, It can help you feel a calm sense of relaxedness with your identity. It can be an emotional anchor for you. Uh, It can give you a sense of where your self-esteem is, where your basic personal strength is, or perhaps maybe even a lack of it. Um, Like, for example, if a value that you have is like guidance, that means you have an internal sense of direction in your life. Um, You know where you want to go. You have like an internal like intuition about where you want to go and what does it mean uh, when you get there and your standards or principles have like this implicit set of standards or ideas that govern your moment by moment decision making because you have this sense of guidance or value for guidance and a sense of knowing where you're going. Um, So for another example of a great value or principle that can help you get to where you're hoping to go, wisdom, right? Wisdom is a perspective on life, uh, getting a sense of balance and what balance looks like for you in your life, understanding how the various parts and principles and values apply and interrelate to one another helps you with some of that stuff. Uh, Wisdom gives you a sense of like, you know, what do you value uh, and how do you weigh different concepts or ideas and judgment against one another and pick something against one another? How do you discern what's right from wrong? How do you discern what matters to you or is something that's important to you or not? Um, It can also help you comprehend what really matters or what really doesn't or help you get your, your, you know, wisdom really helps you get an understanding of something. Because again, you can know something or know of something, but knowing and knowing of something are two different things. Uh, another thing that like we could like really anchor ourselves in is a concept like power, right? Power is the ability to, it's the faculty or the capacity to create change or make a difference. It is also the strength or 
um, like a potency to really be able to accomplish something. It's this sense of like innate energy that helps you guide your choices and your decisions, right? So like if you looked at like these four ideas, security, guidance, wisdom, power, um, all of these things would come together to give you a sense of what matters, what's going on, are they balanced, uh, do you have the ability to make a difference, to get a sense of where you're hoping to go, right? So again, it's going to be really hard to figure out what your center is if you don't have a sense of what your values are. Uh, but it's hard because like we've been used to centering things that maybe aren't like grounded in us, right? So each of us has this concept of a center and, and sometimes we don't recognize like what our center is and where our center comes from. But we also don't recognize and then get a sense of like just how all encompassing these effects are uh, when we look at how our center plays out in what we do and what we choose and how we get a sense of where we're coming from. So for example, uh, one of the centered things that people can be is spouse-centered, right? So um, a marriage partnership can be wonderful, like amazing. It can be enduring. It can be um, like create growth within you, growth within your partner, growth within your spouse. Um, but sometimes an experience and an observation can come up with two different conclusions and understanding like an experience and an observation can come up with two different conclusions, I think is really important in understanding what's going on. Uh, over ye like I've seen in my life when I've worked with a whole bunch of different people that some people have like really troubled or difficult marriages and um, understanding like what's happening to those people, they'll become spouse centered rather than like balanced marriage centered. So if our sense of like worth or our sense of like who we are and what matters to us comes from us, then we might be, and if it only comes from like me as a marriage partner, right? So again, if my sense of worth comes from me playing out the role of husband, well, Rowdy doing the role of husband is only a piece of Rowdy. Um, and I'm only focusing on that piece of Rowdy that fulfills that role of husband. Um, it could be a little bit wider if I look at like, you know, marriage with family, right? And I start looking at like child, children, in-laws, but two, like I'll probably still look at it through the lens of husband only or father only. And so like economic setbacks, social successes, maybe I'm only getting esteem from being a father rather than getting esteem from being rowdy. Um, and then when, when these, when responsibilities increase or when stresses come in a marriage, uh, we would, tend to revert to the scripts that we had that told us who we were supposed to be or how we were supposed to be in that specific space. Um, so if we have an idea of how much money you have, like you have to be, you have to have to be successful in a marriage, like, well, what happens if you lose your job? Like, do you lose your sense of identity? Uh, what happens if you're going through a stressful time with your partner? Does that mean you no longer have an anchor in who you are anymore? Um, really getting a sense of who you are and what's happening is important because if you're spouse-centered or marriage-centered um, or like family-centered as only like the parent, like it's hard because you can only pull a sense of esteem from how well those things are going. And those things will be fluid in how they change, how they move, how they interact with one another. And you have to understand like fluidity in those spaces is really important. That's why like knowing like 
you know, family could be a huge value for you. Being married could be a huge value for you, but it's not necessarily who you are. So for example, if you're spouse-centered, you might be dependent on the person you with your with that you're with. And if you're dependent, you can't be independent, right? And so love, hate, reactions, fight or flight tendencies, withdrawal, regressiveness, bitterment, resentment, competition can have really bad results on things. And when these things occur, we might fall further back on either positive or negative scripts that we learn in our backgrounds. And we, instead of being us, we're playing out a script of something that we've learned when we were a child or based on movies or TV shows that we've seen, rather than really being who we are. And if we're too vulnerable, we might feel the need to protect ourselves from further wounds, right? And if things aren't going well in your relationship, sometimes you start to like make fun of, um, you'll use cutting humor, criticism, um, and like keep the tender parts of you away from your partner because you're afraid of not connecting with your partner. And so you start putting pushing your partner away because you're kind of protecting your identity because your relationship with your partner is not necessarily going well, right? So, you know, be aware of just being centered in like I'm a married person isn't necessarily like going to give you a sense of who you are. Another common center uh, that people use is family, right? And this can seem really natural, very appropriate. Um, it is a place that you focus deep investment and gives great opportunities for deep senses of an intimacy and connection. Um, you really share who you are and where you're coming from, and that can really feel worthwhile. So a family-centered person might get a sense of um, security, a uh, sense of worth from family traditions, or maybe a family reputation. Um, we just watched Encanto, and like you could see how the main character had a really deep sense of connection to who they were by being a madrigal, uh, but it was hard because she didn't have the power, right? So she didn't feel like she really connected to the family. So she, whenever she tried to connect to the family because she didn't have the power, she didn't feel as though she was really a part. Like she had that kind of like black sheep syndrome. Um, so again, to kind of go in that a little bit deeper, People that are family centered could be vulnerable to changes in traditions, changes in cultures, or any outside influence that might reflect a perceived reputation of what does this family look like or what does this family do. Uh, family centered parents don't really have a lot of emotional freedom outside of who they are while they're giving to this role of family. Um, they want to raise children and have like their ultimate welfare in mind, but then their only security is in their identity or connection or like grade or scoring on how well they're doing with their family. So what if their kid's not doing good in school, right? Their identity starts to suffer because like they see themselves as family centered. Um, Any behavior like, or they'll be worried about being judged, right? There's a lot of like judgment that happens in parenthood, right? Uh, If you're seen as less than proper as a parent, you might be become really upset. You might become guided by emotions in the moment or spontaneously react out of immediate concern rather than looking at the long-term growth and development of a child. You might yell and scream, right? Because like, again, your center isn't a part of your identity, not rooted in who you are as an independent person. Uh, Let me give you the last one, money-centered, right? So a lot of people, especially in the U.S., are incredibly money-centered. Economic security is 
a basic need and there's a lot of opportunity that comes from this space. Uh, in a hierarchy or continuum of needs, uh, survival and financial security are some of the first two things that you need to have. Uh, but again, like, when do you have enough money and are you comparing yourself? Like, you know, when you have money, you always want to get money. And if your center is money, then all you really care about is getting money. And again, like over and over again, we're going to have economic concerns, right? Uh, many forces in the wider control culture can make us move or change like what we think is safe or secure when it comes to economics. And say there's a recession, say that we lose our job, uh, say that our investments aren't like bringing the fruit that we would hope they would. Now that becomes another sense of identity attack, right? And our identity is on the line. And it might be noble to want to make sure that we're making money, especially if we're trying to take care of our family, and these things might be important, but if you focus your center on money making, it's gonna be a sense of undoing, right? So again, think about like life support factors, security, guidance, money, power. Uh, again, if I get my sense of security from employment or worth, sometimes these things are not always within my own personal control. Those things are sometimes fluid or in flux. Sometimes you might have to take a salary reduction. Sometimes you might have to, sometimes you might lose your job, like out of no problem, of no fault on your own. When these economic foundations change, you're gonna become anxious, uneasy, protective, defensive, and you're gonna be afraid about anything that might f affect your capacity to make money. And so when your sense of personal worth comes from your sense of net worth, you're vulnerable to anything that might affect your sense of net worth. Um, and like, you might, like work and money doesn't really necessarily give you wisdom or guidance. Uh, it does give you a degree of power. It does give you a degree of certainty, but it doesn't even give you a deep sense of satisfaction that gives you a sense of like what matters to you and what's really going on. Uh, Money-centered people, uh, might put aside family or other priorities, or they might think I'm doing my job because I've made blank amount of money for this family. Uh, I heard of a father that was leaving uh, his children in the middle of a trip to go back to work, right? Like, that doesn't make sense. Like, if there was a way to get that done without going to work, then, you know, let that thing be. Other people are in a space to do some of that stuff. So again, right? There's a lot of different centers that people can have. You can be centered on possessions, right? Like people that become hoarders might be centered on possessions. People could be centered on pleasure, right? Always chasing pleasure, always trying to feel better, always trying to like, you know, just chase this sense of like happiness over and over and over again without really looking at like what is instead a sense of deep joy that I can cultivate over time in my life. Uh, sometimes people are friend-centered, or sometimes people even weirder get centered on enemies, right? Like, like people will, like make who they are um, in like mirrored relation to who these friends that they surround themselves with, and they'll see themselves only in value or in reputation with the friends that they come in contact with. Um, again, in a really negative way, uh, when you're really looking at uh, enemy-centeredness. Like, all you're really worried about is, like, pulling this other person down or beating this person or finding a way to win this conflict. And so over and over again, like, you are in this space where you're in constant competition or trying to find who you are or where you're looking to go. Um, and so it's really hard 
to center your things in these things that are not you, right? When it's time to become centered, what we want to do is like attempt to center ourselves in our own sense of personal identity. So again, what do you want to do to find a proper center? What you want to do is really get a sense of what your values are and make sure that your values are in alignment with universal valued, recognized and like time tested values that are connected to universal principles, truth, honesty, justice, things like that, right? If you're living by your values and you know what your values and your values are good values that don't hurt you, that don't hurt anyone else, you become principle centered, right? If you're a principle centered person, let me give you an example of what this looks like, like using security, guidance, wisdom, power. If you're a principle centered person, your security is based on correct principles that don't change based on situations or circumstances. You know that your true principles can be repeatedly validated in your own life through your own experiences. Uh, when you're measuring self-improvement, the correct principles function as a sense of exactness, consist- consistency, beauty, strength. Again, like when it comes to security, having the correct principles helps you understand you and your own development, giving you a sense of confidence and the ability to learn more and thereby increasing your own personal knowledge and understanding and becoming safer and safer over time. Your source of security provides you with a sense of an unmovable, unchanging, unfailing core, enabling you to see change as an opportunity rather than being something you're afraid of. Uh, Like looking at this principle-centeredness with guidance, if you are guided by an internal moral compass that is true and good and right, and not just good for you, but good for all, This enables you to see where you want to go and how you're going to get there. It helps you look at what is the accurate data, what's the feedback you really need to be paying attention to that gives you meaningful feedback so you have a sense of where you're looking to go from. You can stand apart from your life situations. You can stand apart from like emotions that come and go. You can like stand strong in different circumstances because you have a balanced sense of who you are as well as a sense of who you are and where you want to go and where you want to grow to. Uh, Your decisions, both short and long term, are considered and you weigh them against your principled uh, values uh, and you've come to understand those implications. Uh, And lastly, in every situation, you consciously and proactively try to determine the best alternative, basing decisions on conscious, educated principles. Let's look at it through the realm of wisdom. Your judgment encompasses a broad spectrum of long-term consequences and reflects a balance, a sense of balance, as well as a sense of calm, confident assurance. Um, You can see things in a different way and through different lenses. And because you're wise, you can look at things from a lot of different points of view to make sure that you are really deeply considering things rather than just reacting to stimuli that happen. Um, You can view the world through a value lens, which is really helpful to create like an effective uh, life right? Because you're getting a sense of like, well, what matters to me? And I'm living by those things that matter to me. You see the world of what you can do for the world and for its people. It's not just you centered, it's us and we centered as well as you. Like we're going to not just take care of ourselves. We're going to take care of all those we're in relation with because 
only in that space can we be in a space of calm confidence. You try to adopt a proactive lifestyle. You seek to serve and build the others around you. When you seek to serve and build others around you, they will seek to serve and build around you as well. And it becomes this beautiful synergistic relationship that's really wonderful. And then lastly, when we're looking at power, right? Power is just a tool. It's neither good nor bad. It's just a tool. Your power is limited by your understanding of natural laws and correct principles and the natural consequences that happen as a consequence of principles themselves, right? If I'm going to be honest, well, people are eventually going to need to be honest with me and I'll need to be around honest things. But that also means like, you know, when it's time to be honest, we got to bring up conflict when there's a problem because like that's what honesty takes. Uh, With power, you become more self-aware. You become more knowledgeable, more proactive as an individual. Uh, Understanding Uh, And you're largely not restricted by attitudes of others or behaviors of others or actions of others because you have this internal moral compass that gives you a sense of who you are and where you're going and you act on that sense of internal power. Your ability to make a difference then starts to reach beyond yourself and your resources uh, because you are highly developed in being able to be interdependent with others. You have those relationships that allow you to grow beyond your own personal needs and your own personal means. Um, and then your decisions are not driven by your current financial financial circumstances or lim- limitations. You experience this freedom of interdependency because, you know, I may not have my own cabin, but I have friends that have cabins and they let me use their cabins, right? So then I don't need that thing. So again, you have to get a sense of who you are in relationship to your principles, getting a sense of like what your center is and how that works based on your values gives you a sense of who you really are and what you're looking to do. As this idea of principled-centered person, you try to stand apart from the emotion of situations and look at other factors that that you would act on and try to evaluate options while trying to keep this sense of balanced whole with work needs, with family needs, with other needs that need to be involved. You really are able to you create this like space and opportunity to look at like, hey, what is this? How does this measure against the values that guide us and where who we are, where we want to go and how can I make the best solution for me with all these factors in mind? giving me the best sense of what's going to work best for me. So again, giving you this template of like what matters to you and what does this do for you? It helps you get a sense of like who you are and where you are able to go. And it doesn't like make you subject to the whims of others. Uh, Because again, like if you center yourself in any of those other places, those are just parts or pieces of yourself right? Like, and then those parts of pieces of yourself, like I got to figure out who Rowdy is, right? Who is Rowdy? What does Rowdy stand for? What are Rowdy's values? What is, what are the things that Rowdy does to make Rowdy a Rowdy, right? And it's not like having a certain amount of money. It's not having a certain job, like, right? Like one of the things I value is teaching. Do I have to be a professor to teach? No. Do I hope I get to stay a professor? Yes. But if I'm in a space where I have to live a life incongruent with my, my values to be a professor, maybe I can find another way or place or space to teach, right? Like there's a lot of different ways to do that. Now, I don't see that being the case. And I do want to stay a professor until I can retire. 
but it gives you a sense of like how I can't be like professor centered in my life, uh, even though that's something that brings me a lot of joy and value, right? So I'm asking you, like, what is your center? Is it money? Is it fame? Is it popularity? Is it your work? Uh, is it your your relationship, right? Are you only defined by your relationship? Are you only defined by your family? Are you only defined by like a group that you belong to? Are you only defined by like, you know, that you're a person that works out, right? No, like those are just pieces and parts of you. And you mistake this piece and part of you that you really enjoy as your center, but it's not your center. It's just a part of you that makes you you. So again, when I ask who are you, you got to get a sense of like, what am I centered and grounded in? And what are the values, principles that give me a sense of who I am? You got to know that because again, over and over and over again, the world will threaten or put at risk all these different things that you value and get a sense of who that, that can give you a sense of identity. But again, if your identity is grounded in principle, it's grounded in service, it's grounded in uh, creating value, it's grounded in uh, making a difference. It's grounded in making the world a better place. It's grounded in teaching. It's grounded in uh, exercise. It's grounded in good food. Like, you know, all these things like give you a better sense of like what really matters to you. And again, so when I ask you, what is your center? Like, it's something you got to really take a lot of time to sit with. And you got to make sure your center is in a correct place. Because it's hard because I think people will put their centers in unstable areas. So sometimes people will be like, I'm centering myself in free speech, right? But it's funny because like, I know people on the left and the right, they'll say they're, they're very, like one of their values is being free speech centered. But it's funny because like people on the left will be like, well, like I value your free speech, but I also like, don't want you to say something that's unpopular or might hurt my feelings. Not understanding when someone says uh, something that's unpopular that might hurt my feelings, the opportunity to really talk about that thing and like have that idea attempt to survive critical thinking, which might then make that idea's ability to exist on become like, you know, like they miss that thing by, by just trying to control. Right. And people on the right, they'll say like, I love free speech too, but they'll also be like, but if Colin Kaepernick kneels, then I want to fire him. Do you see how like you're not really grounded or centered in free speech? You just want to protect your free speech, not really free speech for all people, right? And so again, like being grounded and having a sense of what matters and what's really going on is super important because it'll help you get a sense of what really matters. You know, I've said the same example a million times, like people can be anti-gun, but then they don't really consider like what rural people need to do to hunt for food, right? Like that's a reality that exists and taking away their own ability to personally subsist is in some ways taking a piece of their identity away too. We got to recognize like, what is this and how does this stuff work? And what are the impacts that happen to people that are especially different than me, right? So again, when I ask you, what is your center? You shouldn't have a quick answer, and I don't have a quick answer either. One of the things that helps has helped me give a sense of center is getting a sense of what my purpose is. So for me, my purpose is to, uh, I want to try to attempt to create spaces where people can heal themselves. As people heal themselves, I have an opportunity to heal myself as well. This creates a sense of connection and community, 
and hopefully gives us the power and will to want to make the world a better place. Like over and over again, again and again, over and over and over, like I ask myself is, am what I doing leads to that thing or that outcome? And that's how I know if I'm the right or wrong track. If I'm doing that thing, I'm good. If I'm not doing that thing, why? And is it help me do is it gonna help me do that thing in another way? That's very simple, but it takes a long time to figure out what matters to you and what are the values at the center of you that make you a you. Because if you're not Samantha, Tamara, Shanae, you know, Felipe, whatever, then who are you anyway? You're kind of just this like idea or this front of a thing that you think you're supposed to be rather than being really who you are. And again, I need you to know who you are and know what your values are. And I need to understand how those values make you a you because there's value in understanding your different values in comparison to mine because your different values make you a you, a valid you, of an important you. And the more I can understand those things, the more I can unpack those ideas and the more like we can get a sense of like, universal principles that help all I wanted to say mankind and then I was like maybe I should say humankind and then I was like you know what's even better it's something that helps all our relations right because when we're truly an interdependent we understand every little thing that exists on planet earth is co-conspiring to help me and how can I co-conspire to help it because it is not away from or not me it actually is me. It's important to me. It's something I absolutely need to be in me, right? And when I can get to that level of understanding, powerful, amazing things happen. So with that, thank you for your time and attention. Uh, if this podcast was something that helped you, please rate and review the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, uh, Spotify, whatever. I'm on Spotify right now, but I don't make any money on Spotify. But like, if things on Spotify don't get better, I might have to pull the feed. Life's getting a little bit weird in that area. Um, but do rate and review us. If you want to get a hold of me, you can email me at inclusiveactivism at cox.net. That's I-N-C-L-U-S-I-V-E-A-C-T-I-V-I-S-M at cox.net. Or you can kind of get a sense of what's going on with me at inclusiveactivism.com. Um, hopefully soon I'm going to be looking at what I got to do to get a rowdy at inclusiveactivism.com uh, websites. Because I think I have one, but I got to figure out how that stuff works. So with that, uh, I hope this was a uh, blessing to you. I hope you learned or got something from this. Uh, because I do want you to really know who you are. And understand that the values that guide you are important to you. And they may not be exactly the same at mine. But if they're values guided in universal appreciated principles, we can find a way together better. And that's super important to me. So with that, peace, blessings, and I can't wait to uh, be in your ears next time we speak in February. Have a great day.